But Joy, Joy is real good. What's going on, man? How y'all doing? Man, it's so good. It's so good. I ain't got to catch you walking out the first take this time. What up, boy? What up? What up? Chillin', dog. Respect, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Juicy, is your last name Louisiana-like? Nah, no, nah, nah. I think, it's, I think it's French. Is it, it, that's Louisiana, yeah. bro. Is it really? Yeah, if, unless you say, unless you pronounce the S. If it's I don't just know if that's I got family in Louisiana. Nah, it's, it, we don't pronounce it. Okay, S. how you pronounce it? Okay. They bored. They bored. Oh, mm-hmm. I got you. Mm-hmm. So both of the S's are silent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely silent. Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. Y'all got some water? I'm sure we do. Yeah. Well, he get one of these good happy dads to start early right, in the right, day. Right. I'll take both, actually. <laughs> Keep one in my hand. <laughs> smart move, smart right, move. Right, right. We need to get your uh, your homeboy that be belly rolling mm. or, uh, or could have been records. Uh, the C-Nova. <laughs> hey, that dude different, man. For real. Y'all need to get him up here for real. I don't know how much a good of a speaker he is, but he'll definitely come Just in here. Just get him dancing around? Over. Yeah, he'll come in here jigging later. Yeah, right? we, get him, we get him to dance around. Yeah. Now, the things you get people to do or could have been records, uh, dog, them IG lives, knowing that you a comedian makes no sense to me. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not going to set myself up to- But I, I feel like they believe the shit because they see me around, you know, some of these great musicians, you know, right. a lot. So they like, mm, this is my ticket to get in right here because he's already rubbing shoulders. Right. So you put it, so you going to put them on. Mm-hmm. You can't make somebody- I don't put some people on, though. You from, from doing that? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. We signed real deals already. Ain't no way. You can ask my manager. Drew, where you at? Put him on camera saying that. <laughs> Real? <laughs> nah, but seriously, I'm, I'm serious, man. Hold up. Limitless. Biggest to me, cap pinning it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Biggest to me, cap pinning it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. Welcome to the pivot. Thank uh, you. Thank you. This is Freddie T. Everybody loves Freddie T. Freddie T is the most popular cast member or host of the show. That's bullshit. Right? When the one, the one who not here the most popular. Who yeah. is that? Channing. Channing. Right. Uh, so the reason that's so why I, I told you. I said y'all missing somebody. I, I yeah. seen. We're uh, missing Channing. Place. You're the only show we're doing while he's in Egypt because okay. like Channing is actually funny. Like he's legitimately funny. Okay, yeah. And so we couldn't have another super serious guy with a ton of wisdom bring on another TV guy and yeah. then somebody else who's boring as hell too, mm-hmm. right? And so for you, it's like, oh, it's yeah, comedy, amazing. entertaining. Yeah. He can do all that stuff. Yeah. But this is Drewski. Everybody knows anyway, but yes. want to introduce him. Uh, entrepreneur, uh, comedian, obviously, actor, and at least from all I've, I've seen, just the all around, Good dude with an amazing story. Shout yes. out to Happy Dad. Yes. Drewski. Coulda, woulda, shoulda tour. Yes. Right? About to jump off March 2023. Sponsored by Happy Dad. Oh, you gotta know that. Sponsored by Happy Dad. Say it again. Right? Sponsored by Happy Dad. Damn right. You saw him signing, he hangs out, you know, it was Kyle, all the guys. Like he got with Full Sin. I mean, I wanna start here, bro, because in looking at your story, it always seems like people get this overnight success. Yeah. Right. And then they want to say, well, I'm as talented as dude. I work as hard as dude. But a lot of times that's not the case. They only see the shine. Right. They see you in the videos. They see you at, you know, on Churchill Downs and all mm-hmm. these different things. Mm-hmm. But for you, you come from a family with uh, an Air Force grad. Yes. Right. Your father, yes. uh, a mother yes. uh, with a master's yeah, in science. She doing a damn thing. Just fully accomplished. And you're a comedian, yes. not only a comedian, uh, but a comedian that goes through things in college, starts to realize it's not for him, is you know, getting his rent paid by his mother and says, you know what, this isn't for me. Watching Steve Harvey videos and going mm-hmm. through that. How difficult was that for you though, knowing you came from parents that are such high achievers, especially academically, yeah. and saying that that ain't for you? It's actually crazy because I actually like envision myself doing interviews when I was watching the Steve Harvey and all that in my like dorm room and in, in, in the little apartment that she was paying for at the time. I just would like envision moments like this, like, yeah, go ahead, ask myself a question. I'm looking in the mirror like, how do you feel about all this? So it's just this shit is surreal even doing 
interviews with y'all and like this shit is crazy. But nah, honestly, my mom, they they prepared me so much for everything I'm going through right now. Like literally I did so many different activities like karate and uh, science camps and playing soccer and playing instruments. Like my dad uh, had me taking piano lessons for six, seven years straight, you know, um, playing the bass, playing football, playing, literally did everything, bro. Like just trying out shit. And my mom, now I ask her, I'd be like, why did I do all that stuff? Like that was just random, you know what I'm saying? And she's like, I wanted you to figure out what you really wanted to do, figure out what you don't like. I knew there was stuff, camps that you went to that you might not like. I wanted you to go through that and be like, okay, decipher what you really want to do in life. So it's amazing going and seeing some of these videos that I watch of myself being funny from when I was younger and stuff. Cause my mom was always encouraging it. Always, always encouraging it. Like she's recording me just talking shit at the table when I'm five, making the family laugh. Right. Like, like it's a stand-up set, you know what I'm saying? Like, and and I never, you know, you look back and you're like, damn. You don't notice that then because you're like, I don't even know. I'm just being me, you know? But uh, yeah, I look back now and it's like, shit's crazy, bro, for real. When you need Miss Nancy to help you pass your Spanish test mm. uh, in high school, and mm. I guess this is before she clicked mm -hmm. out at, at graduation. Oh, yeah, she, she clicked out all right. Right, did she, she blamed it on Satan, I think it was? <laughs> yeah. I think it was Satan. I wasn't, I wasn't there, though. That, that was a couple years after I <laughs> yeah. left the school. But yeah, that, was... yeah, that lady, she, she clicked out for sure. Bro. Yeah, so this is before Miss Nancy clicked out when when you're going through all of those different things and then finally you get to 2017, you know, you're outside of a gas station, yeah. you know, count money, you do your first sketch. Mm -hmm. Can you envision- These boys do their research, don't they? These boys do their research, man. At that point, how can you envision that just doing that sketch yeah. brings you to this point where you're getting set to go on your own tour? See, then I really didn't even know, I wasn't even being as creative then. Like then I was just being silly and mm -hmm. with a little bit of confidence from one of my bros just pushing me to do it and just saying like, yo, just do this shit, bro, because you got it. Like it's just gonna naturally come. I can't make it up. I didn't I didn't fully see the full vision at around that time. You know what I'm saying? I had these goals and dreams to do all this huge shit. I definitely did. But did I see it fully? No, nah, I didn't fully see everything that I'm doing right now, you know? And you don't ever really see the light always at the end of the tunnel, but you just keep going. So I just kept going, bro. That, that's that's the best way I could put it. But it was some rough times in that moment. I tell you that, it was some rough times for sure. It wasn't easy, man. Man, shout out to your parents, man, for exposing you to, you know. Yo, this dude's serious as hell, man. Nah, 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 hey, I mean, God damn, hey, man. No. I'm, I'm listening. Yo, shit. <laughs> God damn, I feel like I'm talking to my dad right now, right here, man. Like, That's crazy. I wanted to tell you that you were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, straight up, though. Uh, but shout out to your people, man, yeah. for exposing you to, you know, all those different situations. And when you see a lot of guys on the internet, like a lot of shit, guys doing random stupid shit. You know, they try to get, try their best to put together, you know, whatever their sketches so they can give it to the people. But it, it seems that your background and where you come from, like, you're, you're, you're smarter than a lot of these guys. Like, you're more calculated. Yeah. People don't see that, though. Like, they don't see where you come from, the things you've been exposed to. How do you feel when people think, all right, you're just an overnight somebody that just hit it? It's, it, you, you gotta let people believe that though, cause you, it, that's what keeps you like, you know, keeps that spark going. But I think honestly for me, it just, it, it like this, this shit has been like a long process and, and I can't be mad at the people that believe it's overnight, you know what I'm saying? But for the ones that was there from the beginning, I, I look at some of these messages when they hit me up and like DM me or some fans that'll see me in person and be like, bro, I've been watching from the beginning and you know, this is all, just so crazy to see, but and none of it is like not calculated to me. I've really put in the work, you know what I'm saying? I'm really trying to figure this shit out. I'm really always studying comedy. I'm I'm really trying to find the next person for Could Have Been Records or the next uh, skit or the next joke for the stand-up show that I, I plan to do. So all this shit, it's just, it's countless nights of of just, you know, of doing this shit. Like it, it's, it's not easy, you know what I mean? But it definitely, it definitely is not no overnight success shit though, for sure. So for you, when was that that moment or that first moment when you said, I got this shit in the bag? Like, you know, the fame, when everything started attracting itself to you, when, what was that moment like? When the woman started attracting themselves to me. That's, <laughs> that's when you know, you yeah. know, yeah, you see, yeah, you see, y'all start smiling, y'all know. <laughs> and you get, hey, you know, that's man. That's crazy. 
And it'd be for no reason, because you'd be like, damn, I ain't never looked this damn good. <laughs> I'll right. tell you that right That's now. Good. I wasn't looking this good. But you just know, it's always like that, that moment where you're being congratulated for something. Like I think on one of my birthdays, it was kind of one of those emotional moments where I had all my people and all my close friends, my family came. And it's the small moments, really, like the the ones you're being congratulated for stuff right. with, with the people that you love. I think that's like a, a eye opener always, right, man. Right. And uh, yeah, all you, it, a million things could happen. You'd be congratulated for all types of other shit, but it really don't matter to like the people around you really mm-hmm. give you that type of like, because you really can trust their word. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. A, a thousand people could say, you're great, but then you hear from the right person or somebody you looked up to or somebody you love and you're like, damn. Is that one of the things that keeps you grounded? Because a lot of people can get through that superstardom level, yeah, right? And they go crack out. They get on drugs or some dumb shit, alcoholism yeah. or whatever. Yeah. What keeps you grounded? I always talk to my mom, man. I always have conversations with my mom, even when I'm having like, if I have to make the biggest decision about tour or something. I just feel like she's gone through everything. You know what I'm saying? Like she really inspired me to do what I'm doing just from how I I, I feel like my mom could have been a star a long time ago. Maybe she took the academic route, but she's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? And she's really a funny person and a great actress. And just, just, I always go to her for, for everything. Like anytime I have a question about anything, she always knows the right stuff to say, even if she hadn't been through that, you know what I'm saying? But but yeah, she she's always the one to go to. It's funny, I'm thinking about back to when she used to actually be funny. We didn't have the camera on her, so there's no like clips of her doing it with us, but it'd be me and my little brother and she would like go into like actress mode and yeah. be being funny. Maybe it's like me, I'm like five and my brother's like seven and we gotta get in bed and she's trying to convince us to get in bed and like make us laugh and stuff. And she would just go into character. Like I remember we kept begging her for stuff uh, and we're like, mommy, can I get this? Mommy, can I get some water? Mommy, can you tuck me in the bed? She said, oh, yes, my son. I, oh, I'll get that for you. I, oh, I don't want to look you in your eyes now, son. Oh, I'll get that. So we're just like, what the f-? Like, you know what I'm saying? But she would do that for like a whole 30 minutes, just being funny. And we like, damn, like, yo, she would really try to, you know, but shit like that, I just remember. I'm like, damn, she really, I got a lot of this shit from her, like really just, just funny shit, but. It's, it's, yeah, she's, she's the number one go-to. I often have the conversation of like nature versus uh, nurture, where in the sense of it's like, how much do we get from our genetics and then also the way that we're brought up? Freddie mentioned you being intelligent, which mm-hmm. you are. That's obviously, you know, both of your parents yes. are extremely intelligent. And now you mention your mother being funny and, yeah. you know, having those moments. And that's part of that nurture, some of the things that you see. It's a lot of folks that think they funny though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you get around people and you like, and they like start cracking jokes and you're like, ah, it's corny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the sense that you've now put yourself out there and shown that you know what, it's not just about sketches. I could grab a microphone. It's just who I am. Yeah. All of those things. How much fear was involved when you do make the first sketch or when you do start putting yourself out there to say, you know what, this is something I can do, something I want to do, and I have the talent to do it. I think fear always exists, man. And just being uncomfortable always exists. Like that's one of those things is you never gonna fully be comfortable, especially when you wanna be number one. Mm -hmm. So if you wanna be number one, you never really gonna be comfortable because you always got somebody, somebody else is like coming, you know what I'm saying? Like there's always somebody else coming. And I think the biggest thing is, is just like, Always, always keeping yourself motivated. Like, so if, if you if you can find motivation in the right situations and like maybe you don't look at everything, like it's still competition, you know what I'm saying? Like I'll see other comedians do certain stuff, but it, it motivates me to be like, okay, I see that. I see, I see what you're doing. Okay, I'm about to one-up it. Right. And not copy and not like compare or do the same thing that they did or at a better rate, but like really like, just up it, like I think that's 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 just one of my biggest things. Like I'm I'm a big competitive guy. Like I have to, I'm like okay, I gotta outdo even the person that may not even be doing what I'm doing right now. Like I just I know I have to set the boundary really really high. You know. I am fascinated with people who could be funny on command, mm-hmm. right? So like I do TV and I don't work with a lot of funny people. Mm-hmm. And so on whether it's first take, get up, NFL Stephen live. Stephen A. Funny though. Stephen A's funny because he's a caricature. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he's learned how to allow people to laugh at his humor 
without trying to be funny, right? Without, without having the mindset, like people don't come and sit and listen to Stephen A and say, I can't wait for this joke. I can't wait for this comedy, right? right, right. right? I'm sitting here to laugh. Yeah. When someone goes to watch something on your IG or you're doing a skit or sketch or whatever it is, like people are like, nah, like you gotta make me laugh. Same thing when you're gonna do uh, stand up. But when you're thinking about being Kyle and you like, you know, you're a frat boy or you, you know, or it could have been records or, you know what I'm saying, like you, the post the other day, I think it was, you know, girls are super cool until they get drunk as hell. And mm -hmm. when you're putting these things together, do you always know or, or how do you always know or how do you feel like, okay, this one's going to hit, this one's going to resonate? Or is every time you taking a chance on yourself? Almost every time you're taking a chance because I used to always check with my team and like, we came up with this thing and be like, let's just make sure the jokes are funny. Cause you gotta have your team and you know, you wanna funnel shit through them first. And we were doing that. And I remember I had still posted a skit outside of like their, you know, they told me, they were like, yo, that's not like, nah, that's not. And I posted and it did amazing. Like 40,000, 50,000 comments, millions of views. And I was just like, damn, like, Okay, so they even told me, they were like, yo, let's just not do that. Just take a risk every time. Just, you you won't know until you do, you know? So, and that was good advice just for anything. Even do, working on jokes on stage, like you really won't know what's funny. Like right now I'm studying clips from the best comedians that have bombed. Like I was just looking at Richard Pryor clips when he did like a 40 minute set just bombing. Just to get out his jokes, just to work on it, just to, figure it out. I watched uh, Dave Chappelle bomb. I talked to somebody recently, they said they watched Chris Rock for an hour here in New York and just watched him bomb, just to work on jokes though. So the best of the best do it. They, you just take a risk and you don't do it. I don't feel like they go to the their biggest show and do that, you know what right. I'm saying? Like you're not doing that at Madison right. Square Garden. Right, you're not gonna do that at Madison <laughs> Square Garden, you know what I'm saying? But you, you'll do that at like a small laugh factory or something just to work on your shit. So yeah, you gotta you gotta fail to figure this shit out. Cause if you don't, you won't know what's funny. It doesn't make you any better if you continue to keep doing the same thing and getting that same reaction. Cause people are gonna be like, oh, I'm tired of that shit now. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't fail at this one video or this one joke or this one stand-up joke, you won't know. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you just out of the loop. You know how, you know how I just realized that women run the world and men well, don't? Cause Freddie T asked you like, when you really knew yeah. And so it wasn't when OBJ said you could live with him, right? It's not when you talking to LeBron at Summer League and right. people screaming your name. It's legitimately, hey, yeah, they were suddenly calling me handsome. Yeah, yeah. and and they wasn't doing that. <laughs> it wasn't there. And y'all know, y'all know it too. Hell, I tell y'all, I look at y'all, I, I know, y'all know. It's crazy. Y'all married? Very. Yeah. Very very yeah. Married. yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Nah, we'll talk, man. You yeah, know, we just hey, talk. Hey, <laughs> hey, we'll talk. Nah, we, we, we really just talk. Yeah. Nah, but check it. OBJ. He just mentioned OBJ. Mm -hmm. I know y'all cool. Mm -hmm. Um, where you think where you think he gonna land at? Or what would you like to see him at? Oh man. We got I a Cowboys see... fan in here, so Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, mm -hmm. I I know about I, I I think he just visited the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Um I wanna see him honestly play with Tom Brady. I don't know where Tom Brady will be next year either. He could, doesn't he have a chance to go back and play for New England again to yeah. retire with them? I think I would love to see him play with him. Um, the Vikings also an option. I, I feel like he would fit in really good there uh, with the boy Jay Jettis. Yeah. And uh, who your quarterback is again, uh, Drew? Kirk. Kirk, yeah. You which I, which I ain't no big fan of Kirk. Kirk, all right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he do all right. He do all right. He, but, you know, he has some mishaps too. Yeah. Where y'all feel like y'all would like to see him? Just for the sake of this show continuing to stay together, <laughs> Dallas. I think Dallas is a, a very nice place. Uh, great things happen yeah. in Dallas. Yeah. And honestly, man, you know, shoot, I met O. Like, I went to LSU. Mm -hmm. I met O when he was 17. Damn. You know, uh, watching him work out in the, the facility at LSU in the indoor. And so I just want him to be happy, man. Like, I think when you look at a dude like him who is so talented, but also such an underrated human, yeah. right? Like people like to throw things at, oh, like he's not good folks. And I always point to his friends. Mm -hmm. Like would this person look at him the way they do? Would the New York Giants teammates celebrate the way they did when he got his money if he mm -hmm. was a bad dude or the dude you paid him to be? So for me, dog, like I don't really care where he plays, man. Like long as he's happy, long as he's, he's solid, like I'm straight. But that leads me actually to another question for you. When mm -hmm. you come up the, the way you do, right? And you're 
you know, you're doing your sketches and you're coming up in comedy and not just the, the female part, but you start to run in the circles that you run in, whether it's Jack Harlow or if it's OBJ, or you start seeing these people that you were fans of mm -hmm. now become fans of you. How was it when all the work started to pay off? Kind of what did you feel when that started to happen? It's a good question, actually. Uh, you start feeling like accepted. I think that's the best feeling ever for real. It's not really about like all the lit shit because all the lit shit will be here gone tomorrow. But really being accepted by some of the ones like I think the biggest one where I felt that situation where I felt accepted was when I met Kevin Hart and like I, we were backstage and we had a long conversation and he just was giving me a whole bunch of like inspiration, motivation after his show and after watching him like literally kill like and I, it was just like damn like but for him to put that arm around me and be like you here you know what I'm saying like it's time type type that's like unexplainable for real for real so it ain't about really like all the lists because the lists shit, you can hang around a whole bunch of motherfuckers. I'm sure the same for y'all but when you see somebody in your circle of the shit you looked up to like that specific thing that you do and and that you share that with the same that they do as well so I think those are the moments where you're like, damn, this I'm here, you know? So it's it's, uh, I, it's an unexplainable feeling for real. I don't even know how to, for real, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's dope though. It's definitely dope. Yeah, no, we all come in the game. I know when I first got in the league, uh, when I when I met uh, Marcus Allen, mm. that was my first flamed out fanboy moment. I was like, damn, I'm chopping it up with Marcus. Yeah. Was Kevin that moment for you? Yeah, low key, because cause you, you know, you watch so much shit from that person and you studied, like you've literally come up with shit just from studying this person and 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 just like, just to see all the mannerisms and everything in, in real life and like, it's, it's I'm sure you know that, that shit. Who was it for you? Honestly, for me, when I was, uh, it was 04, so I started playing with Sean Taylor, mm. who was actually younger than me. The one that passed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and we became really good friends and like through just, I just had watched them and stuff. And we became really good friends and they did like quick questions with Sean Taylor and they asked him who his uh, favorite player was. And he said me. No way. That was the moment to me. Cause I was an undrafted free agent. I was already cut at that time. So like that was a moment for me where I was like, hold up. You know what I mean? If somebody I admire so much and at that point love mm -hmm. says I'm his favorite player for whatever reason it was, whether it was cause he knew how hard I worked or whatever it was. If you admire somebody, kind of like you said with Kevin, but it's yeah. different because we were the same age, more contemporaries, man. It was just one of those moments where you feel like, all right, when your peers accept you, it's different. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if somebody who can't play football is like, yeah. I'm really good, like, oh, thank you. Uh, I appreciate yeah. it. That's Which, what I was saying. It don't yeah. really matter. Like you kind of <laughs> like, I don't, it's right. cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's right. cool. You enjoy it. But it's not like being accepted by yeah. these, these ones that you looked up to or that you admire, like you said, like that's... That probably had to be a crazy moment. Oh, it was, it was, it was phenomenal. And I think about it. You know, he just passed. Uh, he in 15 years to the date of his passing was a couple yeah. of weekends ago, yeah. and so I obviously thought about that moment every year. It happens. People send me that that clip, um, and so for me, it was just one of those things that you know I always uh, remember. When you look at like these different moments in your life that you're gonna kind of like check off that says, okay, these are moments in my life that led to where I am is like working at Red Lobster for a little bit. Go be uh, <laughs> one, of the, <laughs> one of the days. Cause it really brings me to this question dog. Like, so what else are you good at? You're obviously super entertaining. You're, mm -hmm. you're intelligent, you're mm -hmm. funny. Uh, you couldn't keep a real job. Yeah, though. I couldn't keep no real job. I tell you that, <laughs> hell nah. You know, it's crazy. I, I walked out of all my jobs. I never really got fired. No, I did get fired a couple of times, but I never really, <clears throat> I think I just walked out majority of them shits for real. Cause I just, you know, when you just don't feel like you fit in, like, I, I I would talk and around my coworkers all day. Like they knew I was funny as hell. But funny story when I worked for Red Lobster, I uh I served this this table. It was a birthday. I had just started working at Red Lobster, and this lady, it was her birthday, and I remember it was her family, and they was like I was like the cool dude, you know what I'm saying? They they was black. I'm black. I'm like I'm like hey I got y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got y'all. I'll make sure y'all good. But I'm new, so I'm saying I got y'all. But really I'm like. I don't know what I'm doing. So I remember bringing a plate. We just at the drinks. We ain't even got the shit. We only at the drinks. I cannot fuck this up. I got like all the drinks. It's like a, like a party of like 10, 15 people. So I got all the drinks on the tray. I'm bringing it. 
and I'm passing out. You know, you try to be professional. I'm like, yes, sir, this is for you. This for you. And look, so when you have this tray, it gets uneven. Because when you take drinks off, they get more heavy on the backside. So I'm taking a drink. I'm like, yes, sir, for you. And the birthday girl's right here. I drop every drink on this tray on top of this lady, bro. And she screams. And imagine me trying to be the cool, like, right. the cool dude. I'm like, I'm like, that's for you. She's like, ah, ah, ah. And the whole family, like, oh, everybody's scooting their chair. Like, oh, oh, like, oh, come on, man. Like, what, what are you doing, man? But see, you trying to be all cool. I was like, bro. And I, I swear to God, I got up and I went the fuck home. They, they did let me come back after that. I ended up eventually quitting, but it's just one of those moments. It was like, bro, I know this shit not for me, bro. Like, I, I'm trying. I know this shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's, I ruined, I completely ruined her whole shit. Like, I know I did, bro. Hey, it's the worst too when you walk up and you sell yourself as yeah. something you're not. Yeah, exactly. See, I thought I was the party dude. Like, I'm like, oh, I got y'all. I'm like, I'm gonna make sure all this shit good. I'm gonna slide y'all some free biscuits. You hey, know you start what I mean? saying, I got you, sister. Right, right, right. Shit, little stupid shit. All the uncles and, and shit. Damn, I ruined that whole birthday. How old were How old were you then? Uh, around that time, I'd have been like 21. I might have been like 20 or 21. So yeah, it was just. That was, it, it's, it's funny now, I swear that shit wasn't funny then though. Well, now that you, uh, you've way surpassed uh, Red Lobster, yeah. uh, what's the long-term goal in the game you in now? Just to be remembered as one of the top ones, you know, like you, the Eddie Murphys and the Dave Chappelle and, you know, uh, the Kings of Comedy. I just want to be remembered as one of those, those top heavy hitters in comedy. Right, right. Like, if not the number one, I got to be one of the top dogs, you know, so that's, that's my biggest, Playing with all this. See, but a, a lot of those guys also, obviously, they went into acting, acting, mm -hmm. the big screen. And me and RC, we was talking before we got here, we like, damn, we want to see Big Dog act, right, yeah, yeah. eventually. What would be a good role for him? Mm -hmm. And you say your mom was playing the characters, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I think Medea, because I just saw your sketch the other day, mm -hmm. like the drunk girl yeah, 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 come yeah, to the yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I think you'd be a dope-ass Medea <laughs> granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> like, like on some wild. That's gonna be the biggest chick in TV history. <laughs> Listen, bruh. Hey, run it. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna talk to, I'm gonna talk to the boy, man. Yeah. I'm gonna talk to the boy. I, I, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. Do you see yourself about. acting though? Like, yeah, I definitely, know? I definitely always wanted to do like some, some, some crazy roles, and I always wanted to do just inspired by like Adam Sandler and like Chris Farley, and you know. Um, yeah, just some of those some of those heavy hitters, bro. Like, I always wanted to do like an acting role. Even how Jamie Foxx switched it up later in his career. You yeah. know, I I want to get the comedy ones out of the way. Of course, I just always wanted to do like a biopic, kind of like how he did uh, Ray, mm -hmm. and like something like that. I know I would do a great job at. But uh, it, it, just how he did that was amazing. Who bro. you foresee? Like, yeah. who would you play? Probably Heavy D. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It'd be an excellent one, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't think. I didn't me think when I was young, I looked like him. I was. I didn't really think he was old enough, man. Yeah, to know yeah, yeah, about yeah, Heavy yeah, D, yeah. Man. But no, nah, I'm just. You know, people when I was younger, they used to be like, you know, you look like teachers and shit. Be like, you look like Heavy D. I'm like, bitch, shut up. <laughs> Looking at <laughs> them like I don't know fan. who the hell she's talking about. But I looked it up eventually on, on on my mom's computer, and I found out he did kind of look like me. So, I think I would definitely do that, or you know, DJ Khaled eventually at some point. <sighs> he got a good run right now. Yeah. I don't. I'm just thinking of the fat, <laughs> the fat great people. <laughs> There's a lot out there, uh, but yeah, nah. The way the way he did Ray, man, he was just doing yeah, the mannerisms cool. and like yeah. I, I, I just, I was like, damn, like to do that, bro. You really gotta lock in and like become that person. It's like you're becoming another person outside of you. Like it's it's kind of like it's scary. I've been watching a lot of Robin Williams mm -hmm. films, uh, Dead Poets. Society. I watched Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. uh, the other night. But Jim he was Carrey also, too, though. Right. He's also a Goodwill Hunting and seeing people like whether it's Jim Carrey, Jamie Foxx, who I think is one of the best actors of our era. Mm -hmm. Seeing those people transcend comedy or, or come from comedy where they were like legitimately funny. Though. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it wasn't that it wasn't that they didn't have great comedic careers, and then you move in to doing more serious roles because I think eventually you you have to show more range. Mm. How do you see yourself allowing people to see you in that light 
when you have already started so young saying, nah, this is what I do. I make people laugh. This is who I am. But I also have these other layers. I think some do it better than others. There's some comedians out there that tried to do that little switch and and do a serious role. It'd be like, come on, man. This wasn't, come on. This wasn't it. Like, I don't have the need to want to get that off. Like, I think I would do like a biopic, like I said. Uh, Other than that, I wouldn't try to get too serious. I see some of the funniest people. I think Will Ferrell tried to do a super serious movie. I don't like, ah. Yeah, you don't like it. Come on, man. <laughs> right. Like, come on, man. I don't want to see you like that. That shit whack. But uh, he. But I'm a big fan of Will Ferrell, and I love all his funny shit. So to see him like that, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, ah. But certain people, like I said, like Jamie Foxx or Jim Carrey, you'll see him do some shit, and he'd be like, okay, okay. You know? Uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it's just in due time. We'll see. I don't know. I can't tell the future, but. Yeah, we asked this question about a lot of like very established people. We asked Kevin Hart about balance. We asked Stephen A. Smith, you mentioned him, about balance. And sometimes like all we know is the grind. Like when I played football, I was a football player. Like there wasn't a lot of life around playing football. And everybody who did anything that meant anything to me understood I was a football player, right? Like if if you want to get married, get married in the off season or you, you actually didn't want me to come. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was how I saw it. Or if you want to do something during the week, you know what nights I have, whatever. You got to pick your night to do that. And then obviously, you know, I was married. I had kids. Those things do for, for you with working the way you do, kind of having the lifestyle now that you do. How do you find time to include family, whether it be your mom or if it's, you know, finding a woman or dating? Like, do mm-hmm. you do you try to space out time in your life to still just be a normal human? Or for you, is it all about that focus of work that I'm trying to grind and make it here? Um, yeah, it's 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 a fine line for sure. Like it's, it's definitely balanced because it does come in between relationships with girls because it's just like, you're so focused and to start in this new, you know, to start a new relationship with somebody like that, it's just kind of like, it's, it's very distracting and can be pulling you separate ways sometimes because when you're so locked in, this is like, your dream is like your girl. So to to have another girl to, you know, divide that time, is it does come in between, you know? So, um, but with family, it definitely, I feel like it doesn't. I, I always try to figure out time for family. Like right now, I'm taking my whole family on a trip uh, for Christmas down to Colorado. We got like a house and stuff, but, um, yeah, so you always just gotta find time for family. I always find time to like call, check in on them. Mm-hmm. My little sister, my older brother, um, my mom, my dad. Uh, you just always just gotta check in on everybody. Like so, I like I like to always try to keep enough time to have fun. Maybe go to the movies, do some shit. Yeah, we always try to do some stuff. You ever let David Blaine sew your lips up? Nah, I just I ain't into that type of shit. <laughs> I ain't into that. But I did watch him do that at right. Odell House, and right? I was like, bro, no. And he kept trying to do a magic trick on me, and I just wasn't going for it. He sold like, wait. No. So when you was at Odell's house, David he sold Blaine, his own lips. He sold his own lips. Mm-hmm. And we watched him put the needle through, and all. Ooh, he's a bad mother for real though. <laughs> he's really like on some like some mind bending shit, like for real, for real. Like I, I I literally watched him in real life, and it was like, bro, I've never, like I was up for real. <laughs> like I had never seen some of this stuff because they didn't release all the clips from everything he did, but. Mm-hmm. We watched him live do some some weird shit that it was like there's no way you could have faked this. Mm-hmm. Cause there's nobody else around. Like there's like it's so there's no just way us. it could have been an illusion. No, bro. He was doing all types of sick, weird shit. And I'm like, dog, this ain't no shit black people used to watching people do. Like this, I don't know what type of I told him it was I told him he was an Illuminati. That's what I told him. I said, "Bitch, you part of some secret society. I know, I know, I know you part of something." But he's, he's, I don't know. He's, he's different, bro. He's different. I'm scared of that dude for real. If y'all brought him in here right now, I'm scared as fuck. Hey, I want to pivot back real quick before RC start oh, talking I thought about. Y'all about to bring him in. <laughs> no, no, no. That'd be, boy, hey, that'd be dope as hell if he'd have came with this whole floor. Yeah, what? Nah. He crazy man. Magic I'm man. You. Now seriously though, you got a girl. Like a girl, or you got girls? I, I missed it. I just kind of yeah, yeah, nah. Uh, you got a got, girl. Got a, got, a, got a little situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little situation. A little situation. She like going trips. She doesn't know what that means. No, that, he, <laughs> even even him behind the camera, he like, he like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what the situation. Is. But she like to go on trips and shit. Uh, yeah, something like that. Something so like Channing, that. who's not here, oh, he Lord. likes to go to nudist college, and he always invite people. N- nudist. Nudist college. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you eat with, like, when you're eating your meat, 
the meat might walk by. Pause. Yeah, like everybody naked. Oh, everybody naked. Everybody naked. But he okay. like the he's not here uh-huh. so on behalf of Channing because mm. I know he like to invite our guests. He likes to invite guests. Like if you like you and your lady. That's why I can go like you, you and your lady. Him and his lady, and oh, y'all could. Nah, nah. But he said he don't nah. do the funny so he stuff. In, he into the whole. He no, he's not the, into that. He we're not speaking for him. He I'm just, just he said he didn't like invite. to hang around. <laughs> you can't extend the invite on some freak shit like that. <laughs> no, but he's that's not some here. freak ass shit to be extending the invite. <laughs> I know my brother. Do, is I, he a swinger though? Be real. No, 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 absolutely not. They just you know like to be free. Have and y'all been on one of these trips? Nah, I haven't. No, I declined. You haven't gone. You can you decline? decline, bro. Yeah, I'm, I probably decline. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't out freaked out like that. At least not yet. I ain't it's shit. That's deep, man. You and your lady going out there, that's cool. I get it. Yeah. And he's amongst the people of the tribes. He's it might tribe be like people. 85, like sagging breasts, titty. Mm, damn. Old man and a wife. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So. Why your face it ain't like no that? action. Damn. So you ain't got to get deep, excited. Because it ain't really that freaky no more. It's more like gory. Like you kind of <laughs> just don't even want to be around that bullshit. <laughs> 85. The invite is there, bro. Hey, Doug. Ah. I have another invite for you, though. Okay. Right? I, it, I hope up, it ain't no freak shit like grew that. Up, grew up loving sports. Okay. Yeah. Right? Uh, wanted to be a sports caster yeah. at one time. Yeah. Uh, who would, if looking in sports now, who would be the guy that you'd like, okay, I like what he's doing. That's somebody. Um, I, I remember I really wanted to be a sportscaster. I really just wanted to be on TV. So I was trying to come up with some shit that my my parents would have me go to school for. So I'd like the thing to go to school for that you could do like journalism and and, yeah. and as a class and all that was like doing sports shit. So that's probably like the main reason. But my counselor, when I told my counselor in, in college that I wanted to do uh, sports uh, casting and stuff, she was like, oh, one of my best friends from college did that. And his name's Stan Barrett. He he works on ESPN. New Orleans guy. So she FaceTimed him and put me on the phone with him. And I'm like, yo, what the f-? And I usually see this guy at night because at some point he was like the end of the night. Still is. ESPN guy, like yep. just showing all the clips. And bro, I just was, I didn't, I remember I was just like starstruck. I was just looking at him like, uh, he was like, yeah, man, if you wanna, you wanna do this, he talked like Obama. <laughs> like, if you want to do this stuff, you know, this is a good thing, and you want to get into it. And I'm like, uh... <laughs> like, you know, you just right. like prepared. Like, I'm like, I don't know what the f- to say this, but it was a cool moment just to talk to him. That was early on. I was like 19 years old. Right. Uh, like 19, 20 at the time. So I just, I, I, didn't, I didn't know really what I wanted to do. So he was trying to give me advice on just doing my best at whatever it is, and I don't have to try to be perfect and stuff, you know, so... So when you yeah, watch when you watch Zion sit up there and they ask him about his defense and he go, "You great me." No, what would you give me? And dude's That's, like, he definitely got that from me. Right. He definitely. <laughs> I, I, I like that though. He's, he's inspired, man. He like. I think he's a big fan of could have been records. I talked to him a couple times, mm-hmm. um, and he usually like be laughing at stuff in my DMs and stuff. So I know he. I think he's trying to find a new way to speak. I right. like that. I like that though. He he trying to be cool, man. I fucked with that look. Back to some laughs with Drewski and maybe a little seriousness in, in a minute, right? But we're going to get a shout out to DraftKings. Thank you for your sponsorship, and they thank you for continuing to pour in. And they're still offering a great deal. Any new customer that uses the promo code PIVOT, any pregame money line wager of just $5, and they're going to get $150 in free bets as soon as that bet wins and hits. But Freddie T, we got a big game coming up for the PIVOT. Producer Alicia is the Dallas fan. You're a Jacksonville guy. What you thinking? So before we get into Jacksonville, Dallas, and my same game parlay for that one, I want to tell them about DraftKings Daily Fantasy. If the sports book isn't in your state, don't worry about it. They got DraftKings Rainmakers and DraftKings Daily Fantasy. They're going to make sure you win something. Listen, we all know that Dallas is probably going to be Jacksonville, but you have to make your own bet. And if you use the promo code PIVOT, any pregame money line wager of $5, you win, you get $150 in free bets. Now back to Drewski. We may invite him a couple of places, we may tell a few jokes, and we can learn something. That's also part of acceptance. Uh, I think it was recently announced, uh, the cast, I want to say, I think Chloe Bailey's in it, but uh, mm-hmm. I think it's Praise This. Yeah. You know, and we've been speaking about movies and, and different things like you want to move 
into doing. And uh, you're obviously going to be a part of the cast. Yeah. What was it about the production and also the part you're going to get to play that kind of drew you to it? I was low-key thrown into that. Like, I, they, my team hit me up like two days before and they were like, yo, we got this movie and a certain comedian had turned it down because he had to go on tour and you, they looking for you to be this guy to step it up. And I came in, I, I killed shit. And I remember I was talking to some of the cast and they were like, you really ended up being the perfect fit. Like, cause now looking back, we don't know if that other person might have done as good as a job as you came and did. So I was, I was just thankful that they picked me for that scenario and that situation. Cause I, I, I definitely was ready. I had done like, a hundred thousand auditions and gotten didn't get shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I really had done a lot of different auditions and wasn't getting no roles. So one that just randomly fell in my lap was just like, damn, that was a blessing for real. It's almost like starting all the way over, right? You start out yeah. with the first sketch, you build yourself up, and it's kind of like you go from high school to college, from college to the pros. Now when you're going on these auditions for movies, which is a step up from doing your own sketch, promoting yourself, all of those different things, you're kind of at the bottom again because you don't have a resume of doing that. So mm -hmm. when you're going on these auditions and they're like, nah, not, not for this part, mm -hmm. or this isn't the thing for you, how difficult was that to deal with? It's just like any other situation. You're just going through, you just, it, like you said, you're, going, you're a rookie again. Like you're, you're new to this, but I got some great advice from Issa Rae. I, I auditioned for a, a film or a TV show, I think, that she was shooting at the time. I think it was for rap shit. And I auditioned and I was with a couple other people and I got to like the second or third round before you actually get the role. And I got all the way there and I just, I think, I, I don't know if it wasn't the right fit for them or whatever it was, but um, she was live on the Zoom and like she's like in front of all her colleagues and stuff. She was like, I just wanted to talk to you. You're very talented and I love what you're doing. And just because you're not a right fit for this, like you're really, I just want you to continue to work and continue to stay consistent and continue to be you. She was like, do not change. You got it, for real. But it's just not the right fit for us. And I took it the right way. And I was just like, damn, that was real of you to, you know, in front of all these people just to like come outside of yourself, you know, being a celebrity. And you could have just been like, you know, it didn't work out and could have just been on some Hollywood shit. But like as a black woman, she really was like, yo, I just want to talk to you one on one, even if it is in front of everybody right here and just let you know, you know, you're, you're doing great shit. So. Uh, she gave me the motivation to just keep pushing, keep doing other auditions, you know what I'm saying? So I f*** with her for that, for real. Even though it didn't work out, I wanted nah. to be in that motherfucker. <laughs> now don't get it twisted, I wanted to be in rap shit. <laughs> I wanted to be in the show. But, uh, well, yeah. see, we'll cut that clip for you, man. She gonna right. produce something Yeah, else. yeah, yeah, we'll make you it be happen. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People that watch you from IG, right? They know, all right, you're doing these sketches, and a lot of it, you get into these characters. How much is everything you do is your original self? Um, everything. I think, like, really, some of the characters y'all will see is from real life interactions and real life shit that I went through. Like any character you see, like even the white boy that you brought up, the frat white boy. I really was around these frat white boys that like will treat you like if you're like that cool black. You got to be like, you're like, yeah, dude, like you're good, but like your other boys are not like you know. You don't have to bring all of them with you, right? And I'm like, it's, I used to really go through shit. And like, so I just put all that shit together and made it a character because that's real life shit. Like yeah, they really do that. They're like, yeah, dude, you're good. You're going D1 football. So like, you're good with us. You're supposed to go to like the league and shit, but don't bring like, you know, Daryl. I'm like, dude, you're good to come to the party, but like, you know, you don't got to bring everybody. So just shit like that. Like I really went through that in college and like other characters, like I, like we did, I did the street like named Woodja. That was derived from one of my homeboy's brothers that would always like buck on dudes all the time. And just, so yeah, every I, I say just about everything is from a real life situation I've been right. through. So I yeah. asked that because I wanted to get to this point too, because yeah. all of this is business. You know, mm -hmm. you do it, you, you go, you're going to do it to make money. Yeah. Like you, a lot of it, you can do it for passion and for fun, mm -hmm. but eventually you got to make money and capitalize yeah. on everything. Yeah. Plus you got a team to feed, mm -hmm. right? How how often do you have to balance like being the real or being a character to in order to deal with certain brands or have you run brands off or have they run away from you because you know they didn't want to be affiliated with some of the stuff you've done? 
Um, no, nah, not at all. I you haven't, haven't run into that situation. That. Yeah, I haven't experienced that yet. I think, um, you know, I, I fuck with the brands that have reached out and fucked with me because, you know, they they definitely have taken a chance. You know, not saying I'm like the worst person in the world or I promote violence or some crazy shit. Right, but, right, right. You know, uh, just to continue to just be who I am, I, I actually appreciate the companies that have reached out. You know, they've let me continue to be funny and not really put too many boundaries on me. I, we were able to come up with good ways where we are in a meeting room with them and they're like, yo, we'll let your creative people come and help us with what we should do for, you know, so I, I, I love all the companies that I've worked with in the past for sure. When you're ready to build a winning team, let ZipRecruiter help you build a perfect roster. From accountants to zoologists, ZipRecruiter makes it easy to find the right job for you. Let ZipRecruiter narrow down your search. They have the greatest technology on the planet. You can filter, review, rate your candidates all from one easy to use dashboard. You can try it free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash DraftKings. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash D-R-A-F-T-K-I-N-G-S. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We had Tyson on, mm -hmm. right? That's a raw motherfucker. Yeah, he was raw. It was amazing. But he then he tossed either. me, was... he tossed me shrooms. Drugs, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He tossed me the shrooms. He didn't do that. He so we that. posting on, <laughs> on, on our YouTube yeah. and certain things was there and it couldn't just float. You know, it couldn't float everywhere and do its thing itself. So, you know, you have some people don't want to wrap, you know, their brand around certain things for image purposes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So that that's why I asked that question. But with that, uh, and we always ask people because we just had Wallow on. And though, you know, Wallow influential and uh, uh, he spoke on his big pivot. Yeah. Like what's been that moment for you? What's been your biggest pivot to date? I think honestly the biggest pivot was, was trying to do this on my own and just quitting my jobs and stuff. Like literally just going cold turkey from jobs, cold turkey from hanging out, um, cold turkey from, I, like it, it was like a long time I wouldn't even Cause that, you know, when you're just so like just chilling and shit and like working or, or or doing whatever you're doing, sometimes you'll just be like lollygagging. I was going to parties, just, I was constantly on my phone trying to hit up girls that may not reply all the time. You just see yourself like constantly, like just doing stupid shit. And it's like, you know, if I work hard, I, I can achieve all the stuff I really want. I don't have to go and, you know, do this or, just be like at these parties and, and shit like so I just cut everything out cold turkey and that was like my biggest shift because it was almost like God's light turned on it was like okay now you get it you cut off all the extra all the all the bullshit and now you're focused on and so that's when everything shifted for me and everything really started working is when you cut off all the the baggage and and all the you know distractions yeah I saw you on Jalen and uh Jacoby Mm -hmm. You said your biggest inspiration was Kevin Hart, and you spoke a little to it yeah. you know, while you've been here. There are going to be some some kids, or even some, not even kids, but people out there that follow you, yeah. that you inspire. Mm -hmm. What would be that message from you or somebody who's going to be inspired by you back to them? Um, I'll say just honestly, just lock in, man. I think the biggest thing nowadays, everybody has social media and stuff, and like, Sometimes you just gotta put the phone down. Sometimes you gotta figure out who you are. And I see people all the time, they're like, how do you figure out what you wanna do? And like, I got big dreams to be rich and famous or just rich, but I, I just don't know what to do. I got so many things I wanna do. A lot of people don't like remove their self from the crowd or like they, you never put down the weed or you never put down the alcohol or you, you gotta really remove yourself from all, all this stuff. And like maybe put down your phone for once, just think and like just sit back and Sometimes it might make you cry. You might be the going to some deep depression shit, but it'll make it'll trigger that 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 thing in your brain to think and to figure out what you really want to do. So I, that, that's my biggest advice. That's something that I did and that worked for me for real. You part. you recently I it was recently a couple of years back you spoke and you was like I don't really think I was ever depressed other than the last semester. Oh bitch, I was depressed. I was in school. No, what I'm saying. <laughs> that was, that was, other than the last it semester, was, that, that shit got dark, man. <laughs> it got dark. Yeah. What was, when you say you were depressed during that time, yeah. what was it that had you in that place? I think I, I went out to that school, I went out to that university looking for like turn up and like, I thought it was gonna be like the littest shit. And uh, it just wasn't what I thought it would be. And I think 
I started to think about my own life. Like, damn, I'm a, I'm a fuck up, man. Like, I, I can't do shit. Like, I want to. I, I just, I just want to be something. I know because you get that feeling. You know when you're supposed to. Like, it's like a gut feeling. You know there's something more to your life. So, I just knew it was something. So it just put me down like a, a dark in a dark place. Just thinking about what what I wanted to do and how I could achieve it. Yeah, it didn't have to be that dark, but I was, yeah. hey, that shit, yeah, it, it it definitely was one of those moments I needed, though, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I was I was using too much different shit to distract myself from right. it, you know. Recently, you know, uh, takeoff mm -hmm. passed, and, you know, in your post, you were just like, you said, like, this shit got to stop. Yeah. Like, eventually, this has to stop. When you see something like that happen, and you kind of mentioned of cutting off certain things, stopping certain things, being smarter. How does losing someone you know personally like that affect you? That was one of those situations that was deep because it was like, I remember I was so motivated because there's not too many people who made it out of Gwinnett County to be like huge and, and famous. So they were one of the ones closer because, you know, you would hear about other like athletes, but they would be like far out, like, from my years that made it and stuff from Gwinnett, but nothing like so accessible, like the Migos were such like a big thing. And like, they were just a, a huge deal to me and like my, the people around me in Gwinnett. And just to see that happen, it was it was definitely a sad situation. And it, and it hit me more because now I'm famous and I'm around some of these situations and you know, you'll, you'll see you know, certain, certain things happen like that all the time now. And it's kind of like, it's, it's up and it makes you think just about your own safety. So um, yeah, just just got to move smarter. And I think th those type of situations they they definitely have to stop eventually. That's is 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 crazy, bro. It's such a blessing to have people like you, mm -hmm. and for us to be in an era where you're accessible. Yeah. And I don't mean like we get they could touch you, but in the sense it's like, man, you know what? I need to laugh. Yeah. Like they could go scroll down, they could scroll down your page for hours, right? And just and just laugh and just be a part of those things. It's different, bro. Like having that microphone in your mm -hmm. hand and there's an arena full of people that are there to see you make jokes that make them laugh. Yeah. Right? That have a punchline or they don't have a punchline. Right. You tell but me you a story. Be funny. Right. And you yeah. and you tell me a story and you yeah. tell it so well, kind of like the red lobster story, yeah, that yeah, I yeah. can't help but laugh. laugh yeah. What can we expect? To, to get from you yeah. on this tour, especially with you saying stuff is about your life. And mm -hmm. I know y'all have to draw mm -hmm. an experience. Definitely stories from my life. Uh, some of the funniest scenarios I've been through, you definitely gonna see Could've Been Records on there. <laughs> so you gonna get a little taste of Could've Been Records. <laughs> I got some people auditioning live. Okay. What, what, so, what, yeah. what, you, what, what they gotta do to audition? Hey man. Like where they audition at? Yeah, they gonna on, audition, on live? they auditioning live on stage. Oh, on stage. Yeah, man. So oh, this wow. this is definitely about to be a fun experience as well as a very funny one. Um, but I'm excited. I, I, I'm ready, man. I, I think uh, we got a huge meetup this weekend that we're doing um, a random pop-up for Could Have Been Records for people to live audition mm -hmm. just at this office that we set up just to just start test running some stuff and right. see how we can do certain stuff on this uh, tour run. So. I'm excited, bro, for real. Do you want do you want people to be funny when they do that? Like do, I mean, do you, or do you I want, want them like, I want, do you want somebody honestly, to be good? I, I yeah, I want good too. Right. But I, I think I just want people to be themselves because could have been records ain't always about talent. <laughs> it, it'd be a about lot a lot of it, yeah, it ain't always about talent. Hold up, shout out to Happy Dad though. Yeah, yeah, man. For the for the good old tour. You got you one over there. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Hey. Uh -oh. Cheers. My bad, I threw it to you, my fault. <laughs> Cheers to the tour, you know yes, what I'm saying? That's what you do with the bottom of the jeans. Mm -hmm. It's all good, you ain't gonna be able to see it. You know what I'm saying? It. See, brother, don't, hey, don't tell him that's all good. <laughs> you got him rubbing it in. It's oh, no, no, for real, though. Like, you be when doing I that? go to the, to the bathroom yeah. in public. See, that's why you wear them, all them, black. No, 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 I just wore it, you know? I thought you were gonna thug it out, you oh, know what I'm saying? But like at an airport, right? <laughs> Security use, shit, ain't it? I don't use them, um, the, the air blowers. Uh -huh. I believe that shit just blow around. I germs. heard they dirty, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't got no napkins. That's what the bottom of the jean for. Yeah. You spill something. Oh, I thought you spilled you it on the bottom that. of nah, your jeans. Nah, he used that for a napkin. It. Yeah, I just dropped my hand. Yeah. Well, that's not okay. Why not? That's some OG shit, though. <laughs> Man, how old are you? What, how old are you? 46. 46, yeah. yeah. He that's some 46 ass shit. Yeah. Nah, but some grown. The one, Fred, the one like when he But he been through shit. You ever been to prison? You did any prison time? Nah, bro. 
Uh, okay. You got, you got, you got brothers that did prison time? Yeah, I got some. See, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. who you got it from. They came back home, they was incarcerated, and they, nah, they, what, they what's the word that, that, that they be when they come home and they just be? Uh, rehabilitated. No, 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 not that. Institutionalized. No, one, institutionalized. <laughs> so you had some institutionalized brothers that came home. You got to know the shit, yeah, man. put you on the shit. Bro, we had Wallow. We had Wallow yeah, on the show yeah, recently. Yeah, he is institutionalized. He is. Now, he yep. said uh, he still wakes up at 4.30, because mm -hmm. that was the time he woke up. Yep. He said he still, he tuned out a can. Surprisingly, though, those dudes who are institutionalized be real clean. Super clean. Yeah, they be setting up their stuff. They they put it in the weirdest places. Like, he'll they'll put their toothbrush and stuff. Lined up in a row, like they'll put it right next to their bed or on their bed, like they on a bunk. Just stupid <laughs> shit. But uh, yeah, they very neat, man. I've always noticed that they they put their shirts non, no wrinkles, man. It's just you see, like crazy. you got a lot of friends that's been to prison. Yeah, Drewski. man. Yeah, man. You know, Gwinnett County got a lot. Of, got a lot of different folks. Hey, Drewski. They say you a fried for a two piece. Hit him uh, with a two piece. Lay that boy in fish grease. Oh yeah, he institutionalized for sure. You fried him. Yeah. <laughs> He, he's been to prison. That's, he, my, uh, that's my audition, bro. Oh, okay. That's my audition. I didn't know. Come on, oh, dog. You didn't know. Didn't I didn't know. Yo, yeah, I wrote my line. My fault. My fault. Say it again. Let me they say Drewski with fried for a two-piece. Hit that with a two-piece. You laid that boy in fish grease. You fried him. Ooh. What's up? He ain't got a chance of cutting <laughs> He ain't got a fucking chance of God gave him one. God, uh, but yeah, man, you know, we'll talk. I think we can still do something. That's what I'm talking about. All black. You it's can always, do security it's, it's or some a role shit. For me. You can do security. I'm with it. Yeah, we'll get it's you doing something. Yeah, we'll get him doing something. You know what I'm saying? He do something that could have been, man. He, hey, he offered see? a good position. You treated him like you treated uh, young boy when he came on. You look oh, nervous man. as man, hell. Man, nervous as hell. I ain't going to lie. Young boy, one of them ones. He put that fear in your heart for real. He don't bro, play that bullshit. Bro, he's this big though. Bro. And I ain't even seen him in person yet. He's a little, little man. Yeah, that 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 gun big. He just from a place in Baton Rouge that where gun people big. don't play a lot. That gun big. And bullets <laughs> but big. But no, you was no, you was on the, you was at you your know, spot. You ain't never heard that saying. They said you could be in the gym all day, you still gonna get hit with this 40. Yeah, but my knock your ass back. <laughs> no, he wasn't even wrong, you though. I'm telling you. You could have said what you wanted, you could have mm -hmm. acted mm -hmm. however you wanted to act. You was dang that. near quiet, bro. That. <laughs> the CEO, man, see, the CEO is smart. Okay. I ain't stupid. I ain't gonna play myself out the game. <laughs> see, y'all got me doing too much. <laughs> Everybody has a favorite. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like every. Like every comedian or every actor has a, a role that sticks with them, has a, a character that sticks with them. You know, like no matter to me, no matter what Jamie Foxx did, like Jamie Foxx is Ray. Like I can't even see yeah, Ray yeah. as not being Jamie Foxx. Or Wanda. But that's what I was about to say. Yeah. He's never going to get out of being Wanda yeah, 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 to me because I just remember like that was when I was like, no, this dude is really funny. Mm -hmm. For you, what's that character that you like, man? And that you could go into at any time. It always fits you. It always works. Uh, damn. Probably, probably the Kyle Rogger one, because yeah. Kyle Rogger was something I, I was surrounded around my whole life. I always had some white friend that would act that type of way. Uh, yeah, it probably had to be Kyle Rogger for real. And a lot of people be wanting me to do that when they see me and stuff. So either that or could have been records. One of the two. Right. One of the two. Kyle uh, Rogger though, like, did you did you actually know a white dude like Kyle? And that was his name, or did you yes. make the name? Okay. Yes, it was. It was definitely a white dude, just like that. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I, I grew up around a lot of them. They, it was all different types that that would act funny like that, man. But yeah, there's you know, your Logans and your Daniels and you know your Kyles. Yeah, it was all type of shit like that, man. You got to come down to Gwinnett County. You got to see. You got to see it for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I listen. I, I'm a Catholic school kid. Oh man, you know what I mean. We had yeah. this, we have this debate and argument on yeah. the show a lot. I was, of time. I'm, I'm Catholic as well. I'm not Catholic. Ah, sure. Catholic school. Okay, Catholic school. Different things. Yeah. Like when, when the priest would walk up to me and be like, "RC, we want you to be a part of the mass." I was like, "What am I going to do?" And they was like, "Just read this book." And I was like, "I can do that." Then he's like, "You know, it's Christ be with you." Mm -hmm. I can say that as well. Mm -hmm. But then when they come up. And they just uh they had that little the little paper or whatever it was that they yeah. try to put on your tongue. Like, you're not finna put your hand in my mouth. <laughs> but, they, <laughs> but, but they said, they said if you cross your arms like this, yeah. you get the little blessed joint. Mm -hmm. So I always allowed them. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah, I allowed, yeah, I allowed them to bless me, but I don't yeah. really know where your hand's been like yeah, that. So you're not right. finna place yeah, this wafer in right, my though. mouth. I used to always them wafers good though. 
<laughs> don't sleep at the Catholic church. Them wafers good, and they, they give you grape juice. It ain't even wine. They got this little grape juice now. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, they just good. pop the top off. I know mm -hmm. they pop the little top mm -hmm. off the grape mm -hmm. juice. I remember mm -hmm. during COVID, and this is probably not funny, during COVID, uh, my wife's grandfather passed, mm. and he was Catholic. And then, and throughout the entire you service- laughing at him being Catholic? No, I'm not laughing that he's Catholic. I'll get to the part. I'm not, it's Catholicism, is fine. Catholicism. But every time they'd mention him, and obviously it's a Catholic church in Louisiana, uh, the priests were white, a lot mm -hmm. of the people, you know, the um, members of the church. Yeah, yeah. And they just kept saying like, you know, he would come and he would cut the grass. And I was like, oh, that's like very nice. Yeah. And you know, he he built the bathrooms and he painted. Oh, hell and no. I was like, okay, that's cool. And then Boy, it was like, he and, some know, money, and he, he cleaned, I was like, for free? I was like, this feels like slavery, <laughs> right? But it's so, but it's so. It's during COVID, right? It's during COVID, and one of the priests is talking, and the other priest is listening, yeah. and it's communion time. Mm -hmm. So he, they go to drink. So the dude hit, he hit the wine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And he just take a napkin and wipe the top. You gotta oh, remember yeah. that's what they do. Mm -hmm. That's what and they then do. They pass it at the Catholic church, right? But he went to pass it to the other priest, and it was COVID. That boy said. Mm -mm. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. I swear to God. No, he, didn't. Hey, hey, he wiped that joint no, he and went to pass and he said, So that's when you I got knew, it, brother. Hey, so that's when I knew I wasn't wrong for not taking mm -hmm, Catholic mm -hmm. communion. Because mm -hmm. if the priest could say no, mm -hmm. I could say All no. All they do is wipe the, the lip thing. You know, the whole church actually goes and takes a sip of that wine from that same golden vase. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it had to be. Old church. It had to be real gold. And I had to drink some gold too if I'm put my mouth Man, on it. Man, that's some nasty mother. My mom used to do it though. I used to watch her do it and I'd be like, mm, you, you felt like your mom was nasty. You nasty motherfucker. <laughs> Don't you kiss me with those lips. <laughs> See, some of them people accept the invite. Hey, shit. Them, man, I ain't, yeah, oh, yeah. Some of those people that go and, and they go to the nudist colonies. Man, what, I, so, what hey. really go down? What has he said that goes down to the nudist colonies? Well, so he says, <laughs> back oh, we can talk about this off camera too. <laughs> yeah. you know, All my dog says that he goes there, he likes to be around naked people. He does not eat naked because he says he does not like penis around his around eggs. His, around his. Um, they don't join into anything bad. Like, he's just there for the surroundings. I think this is my last question. Just the experience. That's fine. This, right? this is my last question. And this is, I'm going to let you be serious before we. <laughs> I like how you try right? to motivate me to do this. He definitely Just for the you. experience. He definitely wants you to do that. Right. right. You want me to do that. You know, first uh, off, I think crazy. we need to tell the people how all this came about. Uh, yeah. Drewski has an amazing team. Uh, he was supposed to do a show with us. He lied and said he was going. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Hey, come on. When we had it, we had it set up, we were going to do it. I knew he was going to do this. Drewski <laughs> lied, right? So he was like, I'm leaving at eight o'clock because we were moving. You know how we maneuver, we maneuver our life for superstars, right? Mm -hmm. It's Drewski. We trying to get it done. We want him and Chan and the baby to go back and forth. So we like, yeah, we'll move around. So all of us fly up. We're going to shoot two shows. Woo, woo, woo. Drewski can't do it. You expect to see me on the flight or something? No, not even that, coach. I, I wouldn't expect to see you on the flight. I walk mm -hmm. in, Bianca sit down. And I'm thinking Fat Joe is there because we had just did oh Fat Joe, my God. same managing team or whatever, right? Oh my God. And so God. she mentioned Drewski, but it still don't hit me because, you know, I don't know why I only thought she could work with one person. It still don't hit me that you're in the building, that you're doing first take. Mm -hmm. So here I am just doing my job, dog. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing anything special. And uh, the, it get dark on me. A big old shadow, a big old shadow is casted over me. And I was like, I know you effing lying. So I know, so I was like, either he got on a PJ and flew at eight o'clock and then came back to do first take. Oh, this mother effing lying. So now you got time to set we the record stage. You took a video too. I took, I took a video. I sent it to the group chat. I said, yo. Ain't he supposed to be gone? Said, this shit, man. <laughs> nah, man. It was it was a mix-up. You know, all that stuff happened between the... It was just back and forth shit in the group chat, you know? Yeah, I get it. So I, I just... I wasn't fully knowing about all that stuff. I didn't know I was going to run into you. <laughs> That's, That's tell what, that, you. that was the mix-up shit. Fuck <laughs> it. I didn't know I was going to get caught doing this shit. <laughs> so, all right, fuck it. I'll be, I'll be true. I ain't know I was going to get caught doing that shit, man. I ain't feel like doing that that day. God damn. Hey, you know what? I, I wanted to do it. That's crazy. That's like your people back at the crib, right? You, oh, yeah. you slide through the house. These people see you like, nah, I, I, I'm, like, I'll be I'm back. Chilling. Yeah, I'll, I'm, be I, back. I, I'll catch up with you. But yeah. speaking of that, you know, our sponsor is sponsoring your tour. Yes. Right? The last date is uh, May 20th, mm -hmm. right? In the A. Mm. 
That's your hometown. Be a big one too. That's, That's hometown. Your hometown. Yeah. Like I know you're gonna do all these tours, these other stops, and you're excited about them. Mm-hmm. But what will be the different from being back home? Um, bro, I gotta bring out everybody. Like everybody that I f- with coming out to that show. My family, uh, celebrity friends that live in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? If y'all in Atlanta, y'all come out. Um, but yeah, we're gonna do a big bang. You might see fireworks, all type of shit. You might see a a famous musical act that you may usually not see in Atlanta, uh, pull up and, you know, do something crazy on stage. So yeah, that's gonna be that, that the the Atlanta show gonna be a big bang. But you know, I'm gonna still give them the same shit in every city. I can't I can't wean out what I wanna do, you know what right. I'm saying? So when I feel it, I feel it. I think uh but that's home though. So yeah, we'll definitely do something a little extra and big. David Blaine. Oh no, hell no. <laughs> One, I'm a huge fan. Yes. I really am. And Thank it's you. and it's crazy because I am old. Like Fred's 46, I'm 43. I was old, man. I was I was definitely late to the party though, right? I was hey, late to could have been records, you know it what I'm saying? Like, all that junk, you know, my son 21. So he's like, yeah. nah, Pop Juice. Y'all are hip though. Y'all, y'all in the loop though. Don't don't need a twist. Yeah. Y'all shit lit right now. Appreciate don't, it, dog. Yeah. He was like, hey man, you gotta just watch it, Pop. Like yeah. people come on there, he embarrassed him, woo-woo. Right. So I watch it and do that. But I've now learned that you're so much more than that. When it's yeah. all said and done for you, bro, like when, I guess when it's time to, uh, to to hang up the comedic chops and you've acted and you've done these certain things and you've traveled your journey, uh, what do you want people uh, to know about Drew? And how is it pronounced? They bored? They bored. They bored. Yeah. <laughs> you can say this bored. Is it? That shit French. Um, I just I just want to be the biggest in it, and I and I want people to remember all the great moments, and I hope that the world could share it with me. You know, I think uh, that's all I want. I'm just trying to make the world laugh, man. So the sooner, the better, I think. But uh, I love the journey, so it doesn't matter. Regardless, we're going to get there. Coulda, woulda, shoulda tour, y'all. Yes. Starts next year. Starts off in March. Sponsored by Happy Dad. Uh, he, Go get the Freddy tickets T. now, though. Get the t- tell them again. Get the tickets now, though. Don't bullshit. Where they can get them at. They can get them at forlifeisworld.com. Y'all go get those tickets, man. Hey, and Freddie didn't make it, but he gonna be security. Yeah. So I don't know how he gonna, I don't know how he gonna secure Drewski Big Tail, but I guess that's, he better just scare a mother right. right. <laughs> Appreciate you, dog. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, so that was great, dog. Thank Appreciate you, you boy. Thank you. Appreciate you, bro. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hold up. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the mission, got me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, on the vision, I can trust. Uh, trust. Uh, limitless. Take a stomach count, pinning it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the mission.